This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Today we talk about quite a lot of games that we've missed so far. Crawley Town, Sutton and Swindon. Also, we've got a very special guest joining us. Welcome to Boroughpod. Rossinho, passing from midfield is Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it. An old tracker, an old Trafford cracker in front of the strip for him. Right, there we go. All right, boys. There's no special evening, Nate. How's no it special going? guest joining us. He's been on every podcast right. that's ever been invented for Stevenage about four times. Nothing special about him. He's just right. really brilliant at what he does. All right, Lou. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, Jay's ruined that. But, uh, yeah, so... We've got uh, Lewis, otherwise known as The Broad Hallway on, on Twitter. Uh, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Um, it's been a crazy week. It's been a brilliant month, full of great results. I'm really looking forward to uh, talking about the borough on here. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, you've got some exciting stuff happening with your uh, Broad Hallway as well. Do you want to just tell us about that, about about the Broad Hallway? We'll get into the uh, what's coming up a little bit later, but do you want to tell us about just a little bit about what you do and sort of how you got into it? Sure, yeah, so um, the Broad Hallway began as a platform to kind of, it was in COVID, um, you know, everyone was feeling a bit down, so it's more of like bringing the community together a little bit about what, you know, the, the club is all about in a way. Um kind of just got an idea about releasing nostalgia based products um the you, you see other clubs you know do similar things and for okay well it's, it's kind of the club that i love um how cool would it to be you know do this and then it ended up being another thing and then another thing um and then yeah you've kind of seen the news this week um of what we've got coming out next yeah, I, I absolutely love Top Trumps, and I know for a fact uh, Mr. Pat Jackson here, he's like me, he's a proper like, stats nerd as well, so uh, anything that has statistics and is a game, perfect. Yeah, my first set of Top Trumps was like England cricket players from before I was born, and my dad introduced me back into his uh, cricket-watching youth, it was good, all like John Eldritch and that sort of players, so Basil D'Oliveira. All that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to these. <laughs> and Jay doesn't like stats. He thinks it ruins the game of football. I don't like stats, but I've got a set of uh, Marvel Universe top trumps, so uh, I'm well up for the Steamish run. <laughs> so uh, I'm more disappointed <laughs> think it, that Lou hasn't gone completely <laughs> off-piste. You don't even need to mute that one, mate. 
But um, I was expecting like a uh, Keith Bell Joker or uh, or something like that, or if, or maybe even a oh, that would have been a magnificent Tre- Trevor Kettle thrown in there for the mix just to really annoy everyone. My yep. awareness, no. I'll be completely honest. Uh, you'll try to keep this one serious, and and um, you know, only picked thirty players for this for this project, so. Um, which was the right amount. The, the, the more times we've played it, 30, 30 was perfect. Um, the, the top trumps can kind of kind of be different different amounts. Uh, when I was looking looking at you know how many cards can feature in a deck, but um, maybe maybe the next one if it's popular enough. I've, there are a lot of players, and and my favourite, well not favourite ever player, but the player that I most loved when I started watching Stevenage doesn't feature in this thirty, which is crazy. What? <laughs> yeah, I basically yeah. give me your debate over that player. Wow. Ooh. That that is bold because I don't feel like Yemi's a le- like legendary status. <laughs> and I feel like that pace ninety nine finishing one though. Going. That's a good combo. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the player is Anthony Elding. Well, yeah, but there are lots and lots of players I've missed. Um, yeah, so if many. You, yeah. If you, I mean, Pat's the stat man, and there was a, there was a an episode a while back, and I remember you talking about goal scorers, and you were looking at games, games to goals, and things like that. And Yemi's quite high up there, yeah, for for games to goals. Or goals to games. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well. uh... Cool. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but let's get into the uh, the stuff we've missed. So it's been three. It's, it's been like three weeks. Oh, it's not been three weeks. It's been two weeks since we last recorded, which means we've got uh, three games to cover. <coughs> um, so the first one, which we the first one, which was uh, two weeks ago, we were away at Crawley Town. We won two uh, one away. Um, and I've written I've written little game summaries for all of these. I thought I'll prepare a bit more because we've got a guest on. Um, <laughs> but the game went off much the way you would expect, given the teams' respective league positions at kickoff. Uh, Crawley had a little bit more of the ball to begin with. They failed to really trouble the borough keeper. They had just five shots on target all afternoon. Uh, Stevenage deservedly led at the half before conceding a sloppy goal after the break. Um, before they dug in and really asserted the difference in quality between the two teams. Uh, Luke Norris wrapped up the victory with only his second goal of the season from the penalty spot. And uh, man of the match was Danny Rose of an 8.2 um, performance. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I listened to it on the old uh, on the old wireless uh, and uh, we, we, we sounded like we were much better sides. Did you go, Lewis? I didn't, not for this one. You didn't. Who can blame you? Crawley's shell. It was. It was more the case well, of. It was, um, it was the weekend of the, uh, the train strikes, wasn't it? Exactly that. To be honest, I the inside oh, last year um, in terms of the away day and and met up with a couple of friends, but um, yeah, it was just becoming impossible to to figure out a good decent way to get there. And the the, the guys that I'd usually go with, they ended up getting um, a taxi back from Barnet. Jesus. Yeah. Don't fancy that. Not at all. Not even going to Barnet alone. (laughs) From Barnet. (laughs) I listened to it as well. And you're right. It was a a good, solid performance. Sloppy goal, but 
they deserved the win. They um, comfortably created more chances than Crawley did. And uh, it's getting to that sort of stage now with it where you're comfortable at one all that at worst they're drawing and they're probably going to push on and get a winner sometime. It's that sort of stage. So the odd loss will bite you like the Bradford loss did, but it wasn't like you were sitting waiting for them to concede the uh, late heartbreaker like we were in the most recent seasons. Yeah. I think the only thing really to add, wasn't it, was the fact that uh, Luke Norris, (laughs) from memory, started on the bench, which we were all thinking, was that the right thing to do, etc., etc., uh, came off the bench uh, to to then score, uh, then score another the next game and uh, then a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which a was penalty. which was great, yeah. great for him to, to get back to it because obviously there's been lots of yeah. talk about him not scoring. So uh, no, it was good for him to, to yeah. even though he's come off the bench to to be at a notch, which is which which was great. And I think that really pushed us on for the next the next game. Really. Abs- yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel quite, I feel vindicated because exactly, exactly what I said happened. I was like, bench him, yeah, couple games maybe, bring him on later on. Hopefully, he kicks on, and that's exactly what's happened. Hopefully, hopefully, he can play with a face mask. Well, the uh, the um, face mask uh, was in use for the first time today. Uh, it was meant to arrive Tuesday, but I think it arrived Wednesday. So uh, he's used it in right. training this morning when I spoke to him. Said, "How is it?" Uh, so yeah, fingers crossed. Saturday. He'll be safe to wear it, which will be good. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the other one that was purchased for him was uh, was off the back of a lorry somewhere and was absolutely useless for Saturday. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, second uh, second game that we missed, uh, we need to catch up on was uh, evening kickoff uh, last Tuesday. Steenage free, Sutton nil. Um, and I've written that you'd be forgiven for believing that Stevenage dominated this game from start to finish. Uh, Sutton came really came out of the blocks far more aggressively than expected, which stuns uh, stunned the hosts and put them on the back foot a little. Uh, it took Stevenage about 25 minutes to really settle into any kind of rhythm in the game. Uh, and then you know, for, for, from that point on, five minutes later, Dan Sweeney scored the most bizarre oh. header I think you're going to see in a long time. Um, cross whipped, a uh, uh, free kick whipped in from deep from uh, Alex Gilby. And uh, Sweeney's headed it from the edge of the area. It's gone over one of their defenders who's ducked under it. It's bounced in front of the keeper. No one's gone for it. It's gone in. I think I think the defender and the goalkeeper both thought the other one was going to deal with it. Because if you look at the replay, they're both like shrugging at each other. Um, but yeah, from there, the game was never going to end in anything but a dominant win, I think. Uh, two goals from Noza in the second half. One being a fantastic curling effort from 20 yards out, which he bent around a defender to the top, top-ish right corner. Um, unfortunately, the performance and his goals, they were overshadowed by a real horrible in, in, uh, injury to John Barden after he suffered a double leg break after colliding with his own player. Uh, and also, obviously, as we just said, Norris suffered a broken nose after being kicked in the face by Lewis John, who should have absolutely been sent off. Uh, that that happened literally like five feet in front of my face. And, I, and it was absolutely staggering that the referee, who was only about a 10 foot away from it didn't do anything Lino and and uh, ref are both about 10 feet away from it and didn't didn't see enough to send that man off I mean it's not intentional but like your players your 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 attract your attackers lent forwards to go to the ball and you've just swung a boot at it. it's it's reckless and it's a it's a straight red that all day long um 
and obviously the lengthy stoppages of both, but obviously the, particularly the uh, the the Barden injury, um, they took they sort of took the sting out of the game at three 0 and the final 15s were more or less just the two teams going through the motions and uh, seeing that at the time. Uh, Luke Norris, two goal man, man of the match appear, uh, appearance uh, with an eight point seven rating. And the important thing there is him getting back to the confidence levels to spot in the top corner from 20 yards because we haven't yeah. been seeing that from a lot. It's been very much hesitate, maybe shooting to a man who's got in your face, but mm. he pulled the trigger on that really nicely. <laughs> Literally, mm-hmm. if, if uh, I wish I had a camera on me for the 10 seconds leading up to that goal because I was going absolutely ballistic at his positioning. I'm like, what is he doing out there? <laughs> so my son, I'm like, look how, look how wide he is. Get inside, get inside. I was going absolutely mental. I had a conversation <laughs> with a fan about why Norris doesn't play is with his shoulders goalpost to goalpost for the whole game and just be a target man and that he plays too wide. So when that ball goes out, he's so wide, I went absolutely ballistic. And then he just smashes it in around the keeper with a finish. <laughs> It's always it's always yeah. the way it's it's always the way with that, isn't it? Like I remember, you know, when Luther scored that absolute s- screamer yeah. against Macclesfield, <laughs> I I had the perfect view from like him hitting it to going top bins. I was right behind it, and the entire time he was shaping up, I was like, "Don't hit it! Don't hit it! Don't hit it!" Loud enough that everybody around me laughed at me as it was going in. Like <laughs> it went in, and everybody was like, "Hey, dickhead!" Ah. Well, it really winded me up about it. But yeah, it's always like I mean, I was. When uh, when Rose passed the ball to him, I was like that. I was obviously on the phone to me up to mate, and I was like, "That is a dreadful pass." <laughs> I was like, "What a waste!" And then Noz has curled it round his man, and it's gone in beautifully. Oh, and I was like, "All right, maybe not. It's a goal." Right, oh, <clears throat> yeah. I was thinking the same thing when they were on the counter. I, th- I think it was maybe four on two or three on two. Four, four on two. <laughs> I yeah, was sitting next two. to my friend at the time, and I'm going, "We've got to score. We've got to score. We've got to score." Four on two, yeah. and I was be absolutely fuming if we didn't score. On and then the pass, the, the pass the from Rose, the pass from Rose was oh, really bad. Yeah, it was a great mm. finish, but I mean, there were multiple times last year where where Nozza would drift himself out to the left. It opened his body up, and he yeah, that um that that goal versus uh versus Orient, I think it was away versus oh. Orient. It's the one that sort of sticks in my memory last from last season. That was just. Uh, just another class, um, right? And finally, our the game that we'll probably talk about a bit more, and 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 whatever the most recent games, a two 0 victory over Swindon. Um, I think Stevenage they had a game plan for Swindon, which they actually executed to perfection. Just content to allow a, a technically proficient Swindon, uh, Swindon side just to hold on to the ball without any significant in- attacking intent. They just passed it sideways all game long. Um, an inventive overhead, while not acrobatic, but overhead uh, cross from Danny Rose was headed in by Roberts at the back post. So that nice little like diving header, uh, which I think uh, I think he had to do the diving header to to get the power on the ball that he needed to. Um, but it was a lovely, lovely finish at the back post on the thirteenth minute. Um, Stevenage generated a number of chances throughout the remainder of the game with uh, with our second of the afternoon coming after uh, former Borough Loney uh, Romeo Hutton was robbed of the ball and then Jamie Reed drilled a low cross into the centre for Roberts to just tuck in, nice simple tap in. Um, Swindon, despite holding 70% possession, failed to muster a single shot on oh, target. Right. Um, 
Jordan Roberts, uh, 9.4 rating, two goal, a man of the match performance. He was absolutely phenomenal, wasn't he? Oh, weren't he just? One of the best, best uh, I've seen for a long, long time in a bow shot. I thought he's so good. Um, before, yeah, he didn't do a thing wrong all no, day. Before did kickoff, uh, Luke was stood next to me and I was like, um, on the side of the pitch and he said, We're going to start fast and strong here. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And I said to him, I said, I love, I love him. Roberts is unbelievable. He said, You can't get a ball off him in training. He is so strong and so athletic. And exactly that. He just absolutely yeah. tore him apart. And you're right, Swindon were dire. But um, I'll ask you all a question. What did you think of Gilby first half? I didn't. I, he was completely and utterly non-existent. Yeah, yeah. So I heard that, and I heard that the gaffer absolutely ripped him in the in the changing rooms uh, for him to change and come out the second half to be a better player. But yeah, I thought he was very quiet. Yeah, it was a, it was a good win against a good Swindon side, as you say. They had some tidy plays in there. I enjoyed their um, version of Jake Taylor, and when he finally came over to our side, I was like, "Oh, it's Johnny Williams. It's the Welsh Pele. No wonder he was looking decent." Gladwin looked very solid. Jeff Cott's an experienced uh, player at this level, so it was a good, solid side we beat. And I was glad we beat him because Khan drove me mental falling on the floor all day, so I wouldn't have wanted to see him going with anything. Yeah, to reflect on Pat's comments there, like, I thought the two players in the middle for them um, were quite tidy and, and quite you know good on the ball, um, especially their holding midfielder. Um, so maybe, like I said, they were quite possession-based, so Gilby being a bit quiet, I know it's not normally like but they were quite good on the ball. Um but yeah, uh, Roberts is just, he, the ball just sticks. He's just ridiculous this year. I don't think there's anything he can't do. Like, he, he, his work rate, his defending, he can score, he can pass, the ball sticks to his feet, he can create. He's just been, he's been superb. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they did have they did have a few really good performances. Um, well, Maybe in, maybe in stages. I thought uh, they're twenty. They're, they're twenty four. Wakeling and uh, their number eight uh, Williams were their sort of the two forward wide players were both both very good on the ball. Um, and uh, while Wakeling didn't create an awful lot, um, the two chances, two three chances that he did create, he looked really dangerous. And we, but you know, our, our defending is unreal this season. So it didn't actually trouble us that much, but it was, he, he looked really dangerous when he did did sort of kick into gear. Um, I thought their their holding midfielder in the middle, Khan, absolute, absolutely like diabolical, awful, awful, awful type of footballer, proper Anthony Grant, um, just horrible. He dived that dive in the first half, thirty thirty fourth oh minute. I I I got a uh, I got a DMCA uh, takedown request. Somebody somebody copyright claimed the clip I uploaded of it, um, where I was having a go at the ref. Um, but the ref stood two yards away from him, and he's 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 felt Gilby behind him. He's tucked both of his feet together, gone on his tiptoes, and just like let like, and just gone down like he's diving into a swimming pool. It's absolutely atrocious. Properly properly awful and the referees bought it like a mug he is unreal absolutely unreal but he was i thought he was i thought he was pretty poor but he's uh he's the second highest rated player on their team um the only uh only uh clayton one of the center backs the holding midfielder um 
Yeah, I, 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 I didn't think he was that bad. I know, again, I understand that the, the dive is terrible, but um, he, he's a clever player like on, on the ball, drawing in fouls. If he's playing for you, you probably like it, but because it's against us and they had a lot of the ball, um, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I saw, I saw the dive and I saw him go down cheaply a couple of times. <laughs> I thought, he's a d Oh, God damn it. I need to need to bleep one. No, day. two. You've sworn twice now. I've got the count on you, bruv. I've... Have you I? went earlier. Yeah, you have. You have. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, it, it's really weird how like a team can have like 70% possession of a game and never look like winning it, isn't it? Like, but the, uh, the, the website I use... Um, where I get all my stats and you know where I post the uh, the team's weaknesses and 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 strengths after games. Um, it has a it has like a little tracker thing on the bottom. It's got like a timeline of the game. So as well as showing you like when the subs and cards and goals and that happens, it has like um has like a bar graph um to show you like which teams on the front foot and which teams look basically looking like they're going to win. And literally there is one minute where Swindon have a blue line to say they were in control at this point. Every other blue, every other, every other line in the in the, the entire game is Stevenage, which doesn't happen. That's incredible. I, I thought I thought Swindon were okay, really. Uh, they're a very technically gifted side. They've got a lot of very good footballers. But they're just creatively redundant. Like there's just no, there's no, nothing in the final third at all, is there? Absolutely nothing. Do you know what? I don't know. I, I'm really struggling, and uh, there was a point I wanted to make, especially with last Tuesday, because I love a, I love a nighttime game. But um, if you, if you look at Steve Evans' interview this afternoon, it's been put out by the club. Basically, he was saying that the, the, our club has been in the, in the bottom four for the past five five seasons. So, as much as we can look into the opposition. We've also got to look into ourselves as well. Last Tuesday, I remember getting up and thinking, we've got football tonight, which is great. You know, but Tuesday night's good fun. Night out of the house, etc., etc. But it just feels different now. You get up in the morning knowing that you've got a chance of going winning a football game because we are really good. And I don't think we're going to drop yeah, we are, yeah. that far down now. I, I, I think we could comfortably say that we will be a playoff contention side, which... I never thought I'd say that, if that makes sense. At any point on this on this uh, podcast, we could ever turn around and say that. Um, so you've got to look at ourselves as well. Do you know what I mean? Swindon weren't <laughs> yeah. a bad side, but Jesus Christ, we are good. We are so... It's amazing to see. I mean, Bozzi came on on Saturday because they wanted to keep Piagiani's booking down. And I don't think Bozzi yeah. really put a foot wrong, if that makes sense. And it, it was easy for him. No, because the players around it was each other are yeah. all good enough to look after yeah. each other. It doesn't matter who's going to go on off that bench. It's just it just feels mm-hmm. so nice to get up and think we're going to go and win a game of football today. And that's how I feel this Saturday against Gillingham away. And I always keep thinking there's going to be a banana yeah. skin, but is there going to be a banana skin? Maybe there ain't. Maybe we really are that good. I think if we reflect on both of your comments there as well, you're going on about how Swindon, are, you know, they're struggling to create. And you got a player like Johnny yeah. Williams playing for him, and you're thinking, you know, he's a he's a half decent player. He should be creating, you know, lots of chances for Swindon, or is it maybe our defence is that good? You know, yeah, exactly. exactly. Our, our defence, our defence is absolutely yeah. incredible. Two two goals conceded at home so far this season. Exactly, and, and that's that's it's not that's going to be you know one of the main clickles of of us 
you know, maybe hovering or being around the promotion um, or, or playoffs. If, if we can keep yeah. the, the the back um, the back five or back three as you know as tight as it is, um, well, why not? Yeah, I mean it's the back three that's crucial, isn't it? We've seen a lot of rotation of the uh the wing backs um to to quite quite fantastic uh very successfully, haven't we? Like the, the rotation of the full backs is almost constant. I think the most any of them have played in a row is two games. Yeah, yeah. But they and I also think that they're all very different in their own right, left and right. Which yeah. is which is nice. Uh, I've my favourite, but I'm sure everyone else does. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I f- fully agree. It, 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 uh, but it makes me really think that January is going to be massive for us. We've got to get through to Christmas. January, being yeah. in a position we could be, you could look at a loanee coming in who's going to really either you're not going to come in and put uh, uh, and not want to play football. So you've got to be looking at strengthening that back line yeah. up already, which would be could you? I mean, could you imagine that? Someone coming in better than the three of those at the back. Oh. I don't think we necessarily need to look at somebody being better than those three at the back. Um, there are there are very good defenders who aren't as good as either any of those yeah. three. That's how good they are. Um, I think we can quite quite easily get away with bringing in somebody who's going to come in and just rotate through that back yeah, line to make to just 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 to keep keep some of the miles off of the legs. That's that's that, that's all we need to do this yeah. season with those guys. Obviously, if if injuries happen and and so on, then then that 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 becomes a different matter, doesn't it? Really, but that's all we need at this stage is for people to uh, is for a, a guy to come in and just 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 help help take the mileage on them down. Um, but yeah, I mean, we 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 had a deal almost go through transfer deadline day for centre back that didn't happen. Um, so uh, you've got to imagine that's the first thing we do, the first thing we look yeah. at. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe, I don't know, maybe another midfielder come in. Um, I think we're okay up, up top since we brought Amu in. I think we've got yeah, enough. I agree with that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think as well, um, Bozzi is just, you know, the ultimate professional. I think he's just, at a time in his career, he's just happy to, be part of the plan. Be part of the be part of the squad, yeah. and kind of fill in um, when it when we, we know when it, when it's needed. Um, but he's but he's also he's, towards the beginning of the season. He has also had a massive run of games that every I think everyone was surprised. Yeah, absolutely. About, I mean, didn't like he? when when people are asking me about starting exercise and things like that, um, you know those those games where I thought it's going to be tough and the extra support. You know, imagine going away to Bradford or Salford or something like that. Um, I'd go, yeah, well, let's, let's stick Bozzy in there. But when there's a team we're at home um, or a team that we fancy our chances against, um, at the I would have gone, yeah, stick Dean Campbell yeah. in there. Um, we haven't seen much of of Campbell. Um, but, yeah, it was more the case of we need need someone solid. You know what you're going to get out of him. Um, stick Bozzy in there. If we fancy ourselves, all right, let's open up a little bit and get some ball playing, centre midfielders and, and make, make the yeah. opposition work. And you've you've also then got to look at the the flip side of being a good football side in January. Players move, 
Yeah. Uh, and that's something else we really need to be aware of. When when teams are playing well, there's a reason for it. It's because they're they're good. Um, and you know, uh, I mean, if you look at someone like Pierre Gianni, I think he's a Peter Brelad, isn't he? He's 30 years old. Does he really want to move now? Would he fancy his chances staying with us and going to, to League One? Uh, Swings. I think Swings moved back down this way to be closer to family as well. Um, TVC. Everyone's always been sniffing around for him for years, and they you a lot of a lot of bits and pieces. But yeah, that would be another concern of mine that if we're doing that well, I'll, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll I mean, Peter were in for Peter were in for TVC, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, go on. I mean, we're, we're in a position we're in a position with our budget at the moment where we might you might be able to ride it out, but obviously you don't want to at this level you don't want to push back too hard particularly particularly if it's particularly if it's a younger player who wants like that chance to go and test himself higher um so i don't know if we if the money's right and we and we uh and tvc goes do you know what i'd like to try try moving up a little bit just testing myself whether whether it's the right thing to do to say no you know maybe you could say oh end of the season end of the season if they're still interested i'll let you go but it's uh, it's the hardest it's thing at this level it? because, you know, being a footballer, you uh, your playing career isn't long. When you're at this level, you kind of want to make as well. Yeah. You, you, you're looking to make as much money, I guess, as possible in such a short career. Um, it's it's yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a hard one, but I just I I think you'd be crazy or mad to leave the project that's currently happening, especially halfway through the season, um, especially if we're around the top yeah. as well. Um, yeah crazy because even still yeah. I mean even if a club was interested they'd probably come back at the end of the season I wouldn't go um, you know halfway through the season yeah oh, yeah fingers crossed <laughs> uh, right let's look at uh, let's look at Gillingham uh, coming up this uh, this Saturday um, they drew Drew one all with Crew at the weekend um, away from home. They actually looked like the more likely team to to, to win that game, um, which is rare for them at the moment. Um, they've, they've, they've drawn a lot. They're down towards you know the nineteenth in the table at the moment. They're down towards the uh, oh, I'm going to call it the Stevenage end of the table then, um, but towards the basement. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, about about Gillingham and the game coming up? Obviously, it's uh, it's. It's Evans' last last place, last spot, isn't it? So it's a uh, gonna be a fun one for him. Quietly confident, I think we've looked good away from home, and actually, the style of football you described against Swindon is probably more beneficial away from home than it is at home. Sitting, containing, letting them yeah. have possession, and then punching out. And once they you've drawn them on and countering in behind, so. Yeah, Gillingham's recent form looks fairly ropey. Our recent form is excellent. There's no reason not to go into this one confident. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically what Pat said, we're, we're doing really well. They're not doing so well. Um, I actually think um, this is going to be a game for us. To, it's going to be goals galore for us. Um, I think we've... The, there's been... Well, apart from, obviously, recently... Um, there's the Sutton Sutton game. Um, it might be another another three 0 win for us. I think I'm going to go on that one. Yeah, I, I, I look. Why, why wouldn't we be confident with what's going on at the minute? You know, I, I fully fully happy with everyone in the side. 
Um, I said it earlier on, whoever comes in forever, I have no no problems with at all. So I think he'll be comfortable. I don't think there'll be an issue with it. And then you look further ahead, you've got the Pizza Cup Tuesday. But realistically, it's, it's the game after, isn't it? Northampton Town won currently versus three. I mean... If we get if we get a draw on Saturday, we're still in the top two. Uh, if if I'd have told you we were in the in the top two at this time of the season before we even kicked the ball this season, I think you would have laughed your head off at me. Genuinely. Yeah, I mean you make you make you make a good point about that. I mean you said earlier that like if 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 you'd have said about us being like in the playoffs, even like none of us would none of us were imagining that. But on the op- on the episode that Noz was on. That's what he said. Their target was, isn't it? He said that they were looking at playoffs yeah. or, or potentially, yeah. potentially even higher. We sort of we didn't scoff, but we were like, oh yeah, like you gotta say that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He's worth he's worth his money, isn't he? But um, yeah, I think uh, from from what I've I've heard from other players, and, and uh, it, it, it to, to be fair, because I speak to him a lot, but from other players around the camp, it seems like there is something seriously special going on at our football club. Really, really special. I tweeted about it Saturday night, asking whether this, 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 if this team got promoted, would have been better than our last promoted side from League Two. And it seems like most of the tweets that I got replies from are basically saying, actually, we are better because there was gaps in that last promotion side, which I don't think we've got now. Yeah, I, I would agree that the, I think the quality and depth um, of this, the quality, the immediate quality and depth for this, I think we've got a much better like first like 15 15 16 players but i think we just had a little bit more depth in that other team which sort of saw us saw us through that season didn't it yeah i mean i i, I um kind of agreed on on the i think you tweeted that um jay i said yeah the, the squad as a whole this year um yeah i mean if we can go the mile then it, it potentially yeah is is a, you know better than than you know beforehand, um, but I think you know we're going back to going into this game Saturday. Um, you know Danny Rose didn't score last game. Roberts is on fire. Norris didn't play, um, and I feel like he's almost playing a little bit of catch up. He's going to be rare and he's going to be on fire. He's, you know he's going to be one of scoring as many goals as possible on Saturday, and I think that's that's part of the reason with us doing well. Chilling them not so good. Um, it's going to be a few goals. Doesn't it feel weird as well? You, you, uh, like I don't follow loads and loads of uh, uh, stat things on uh, on Twitter, but the amount of stats that come flying out about us being first and top, even team of the week, where you just know that we're going to have one, two, or even three players a week. I mean, I'm loving that. It just seems really surreal to me that you know. Our football team is up there, and it's just amazing. Really, my favorite, yeah, my my favorite, my favorite, my favorite ones were the uh, you, know, you see the scatter graphs where you've got like players plotted on a, on the X yeah. and Y, and you've got loads loads of players all around each other about like how dominant they are, and then Pidge just <laughs> like top right corner miles away from anyone because he's just so far more dominant. Yeah in every metric than anybody else. Even like Sweeney was in a, like towards the top end, but in and around the rest and Pidge just gone. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a face value guy, like you said earlier on, Nate, but yourself and Pat must be, uh, must be all over these. I know Chuds is a massive stats guy as well, but it must be your dream yeah. seeing what's going on. I mean, I do, yeah, I do try and tweet, tweet a lot about it. I know Pat, Pat loves it. 
Judge is a massive lot of things, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's 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 a good time. I don't check like you know percentage headers one and stuff like that for this, but it's just nice to see a team looking so organised and like you know who's covering for who. And the best thing about the Swindon game, I think, was the right decisions made in terms of subs. So like you could see Piagiani filling in behind early. And that was getting us in trouble because he was on a booking. So we made a switch and the switch covered that problem. And it's doing that sort of thing proactively is a real positive and a real sign that things are working really sensibly behind the scenes. I think it's what you need. Another crazy thing as well was yeah. in that in the past when we went through that successful period, we didn't really have an out-and-out goal scorer. And, and again, everyone this year, I don't know if that's a sign of, a, of you know potentially a good team, but... Everyone in the squad this year seems to be chipping in. And, and I can't, you know, the amount of times that I've got my phone out, uh, a set piece, thinking, we're, we're going to score it. We're going to score. Every time we get a set piece, if it's a mm-hmm. corner or a free kick that we're looking to whip in, I'm going, we're going to score. We're just so good at them. Yeah, I know, I know you. I know what you mean. Like uh, we, it, it's almost it's almost a traditional Stevenage thing where we don't have someone who bags goals for fun, isn't it? Like I can't remember. Matt Godden was the last last striker we had who yeah. almost couldn't but, stop scoring, yeah. isn't he? Before how, that, how, Steve, how many others have, have we had? The the last Steve Morrison's the last one it, before that where he just scored yeah. for fun, like. And that was a Went long a time between the two goals, as well. But, I mean, there was only a few there. I don't know how many got in the end. Um, yeah, not enough. Not enough. But yeah, you're right. Dippo Akinyemi, if we'd kept him, judging by what he's doing at air. Oh, Dippo. Oh, I love him. Oh, he was great. I'd, I'd almost I'd almost be up for Kim coming back simply because of how happy it would make Dean Thompson. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Absolutely. The loving, the loving would be unreal. <laughs> did you see talking from gonna... goals com- sorry talking from goals coming from all over the pitch did you see the one Scott Laird tweeted that he scored breaking his duck from a while he just casually chips it into the top corner from like 25 yards out it's brilliant all the way across the goal I didn't know but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll search that out later and, yeah. uh, I'll, and I'll tweet it I only saw yeah, a comment on that good. earlier on and it's, it's we'll come we'll touch on it later but when it's a little bit about the Borough Trumps and the the more you play it, the more you familiarise yourself with stats, which is the great, great thing about, the, you know, the, the game and learning about the players. But he's one of those that um, for a defender, uh, he's got he's got um, quite a lot of goals for Stevenage. Yeah, I, he was he was my favourite player for quite a while. Um, I was particularly, particularly upset when he left for Preston. There weren't there weren't many of the guys that went. I was like, nah, like I was distraught about. I was almost I was more upset about the fact that so many of them left all at the same time for Preston, which was understandable. But uh, but I, I wasn't happy about it. But Laird was the one that I was like that that one hurts. I'm really really not happy about that. He's yeah, gone. It, was a, it was a big big fan favorite, reliable. Um, for me, yeah. our best left back we've had uh, in in Borough's history. Um, no, when it just had that yeah. successful period with us, and he's just a just a great guy as well. I, I spoke to him a couple of times, and he's been um, 
so supportive of the the, the Broadway platform as well. Um, but yeah, such a just nice. a great great guy and a um, great player as well. So so we'll 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 wrap up the sort of the 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 the, the game talk uh, about like like uh, like Jay said we've got uh we've got spuds under twenty ones coming to Borough on Tuesday. Um, if we avoid defeat in ninety minutes, we win our group. Otherwise, we could potentially not win our group. But either way, we've qualified for the next round. Uh, so a nice comfortable four four nil four one victory coming up then, boys, isn't it? It's I'm an interesting one. Isn't... Sorry, go on, it's go on, in... Patrick. <laughs> it's an interesting one because we've already qualified and it's a competition that Steve Evans has openly said, I don't care about this one and I kind of wish we didn't have to play in it, but we have to play in it, so we're playing in it. But we don't yeah. have enough players to weaken the squad to an extent that we can't put out a really, really solid performance. So yeah, you'd think... Men against boys, even good standard Premier League youth, they should get yeah. a really tough time, and I wouldn't expect them to roll us over like they did the last time they did. It's 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 really it's really it's really strange when you look at the like the the trend of the results of these under twenty one fixtures, because you see some of the teams getting absolutely walloped. I mean, was it Leicester under twenty ones in the last round or one of the, or the, the the round previous? Lost like five nil against Walsall or someone pony, uh, and then you look at like, and then you look at like, uh, I think it was, I can't remember the other one, but a Brighton under twenty ones or somebody who absolutely have been like spanking. Like there's a team, there's a South Southern based team that like spanks everyone they've come against. It's just it's really bizarre how how inconsistent these uh, these games seem to be. Um, but no, I, I like you said. I think I think the curse—it's almost a curse of how strong how strong we are, but also because of our lack of depth. You know, can we not? Can we? So, so isn't it? If I'm if I'm right in thinking it, correct me if I'm wrong, because you you three are, are brilliant at stuff like this. Five players that played in your previous game have to play in that game, don't they? Yes, that's but correct, Steve yeah. Evans could could now in the position we're in. If we won on Saturday and we've got Northampton Town at home, he could really yeah. ring the changes on Tuesday night and go and put as we have already qualified, go and put out a half and half side of scholars. Could he not? So yeah. he could well, do you it. Play, you, you can play six. You can play. You can play six players that that weren't involved on 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 your previous Saturday. They don't. I don't think that the players that play. Play on a Tuesday night in the in the the, the Papa John's have to have played. Yeah. I think they just have to have been in the squads. I might be wrong. They might have had to have been on the pitch, but as far as I'm aware, they just have to have been on the been in the squad. So we could he could actually, which he's not done yet, and he wants to win everything that we're in, which is fair enough. He could actually yeah. really yeah. ring the changes in with not knowing with mileage in legs, if that makes sense. That's what actually. Yeah. I think you could see a few more changes than expected of of just that eighteen players coming in. Someone yeah. like I mean, it, it would kind of make it would kind of make sense to if you hadn't sent out your three most experienced younger players on loan. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then sure. we've seen no sniff of any of the youth lot having anywhere any association with the first team. Yeah, for the rest no. of the season. So it would surprise me, but 
I wouldn't be disappointed by it because, as you say, it doesn't matter whether we lose it. So you may as well give them the experience. There's no, there's, it's a no lose situation. So the first two, the first two team uh, names on that team sheet for Tuesday night would definitely be uh, uh, Chapman and Dean Campbell, who I would say are the two yeah, weakest. Squad. They, and Moo as well, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, now they've been working him hard on the training ground. He, 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 he needs he needs game he needs game time now. His his fitness is his fitness. Oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, Revs Revs and I didn't half work him hard after yes. uh, after Swindon in the warm down. My God, Amu was proper gassing. I thought he was going to throw. They up. were. All- I was just I was just sat there watching him watching him warm down, and I'm like, that is intense. He looks. He looks like he's going to be violently ill. <laughs> yeah, so they've been working him really hard at Bradbury End to get him up to speed with the rest of the squad. So that's the whole idea. Isn't it? After good, Saturday. good, that's perfect, perfect. Yeah. He, he needs he needs it because he, he looked he looked handy in that game when he came when he gave his first game here when he it started was, yeah. against Peterborough. Yeah, he looks really hand he looks really handy, but he was dead after forty minutes. Yeah, and I think Absolutely the first game is, lost, uh, you know, it's a step closer to. A little bit of glory, but it's also a little bit more money for the club, and and it's it's a game for yeah. you know the squad to get you know those that aren't getting many minutes uh, a little bit more, a um, little bit more together with the squad and, and the games, and like I said, levels of players like Amu. It's, it's nothing, nothing more um, for me other than other than that, and kind of build building on the uh, momentum that we've got going at the moment. Yeah, I noticed something on Twitter, uh, not on Twitter, on uh, on Borough Chat earlier. I'm just seeing if I can find it now, but typically I can't. Um, talking about um, uh, talking about like our, our attendance figures and stuff, and and hoping for, you know, how do we get bigger numbers in and and, and whatever. And I just think like this this competition is a perfect time. Shut the north or or shut the shut the east. Reduce, reduce, uh, reduce tickets to like ten pounds, because it's not one that people are going to come. to. Not, not many people come to these. Like the, the attendance figures are always significantly lower, aren't they, for the for the pizza cup than now for the league or any or the Carabao or the FA. Just you know, they, they are close the stand. Close the stand. You ain't got to worry about opening it. No, like barely any electric. Just a little bit of the lights on, whatever. Like if you even if you bother with that, like. You don't have to have stewards. You don't even have to have stewards over there. I mean, one like the guys at the end just making sure people aren't going in there. Like that's all you need. It's just shut shut the stands. Like shut the the big the those big stands that are sort of half empty. Pack everyone in together. They are. That's what's happening. What they're shutting? The they're shutting the stands. Yeah, the aren't they? So I've I've bought bought sixty one tickets this week for for Tuesday night. So my two grassroots sides are coming. So it's free for children. It's a free. Uh, it's twelve pound an adult, ten pound concession, uh, free for under twelves. So they are only the West Stand is open. Wow, fuck me! <laughs> but but yeah, but it, but it's too late. I just think it's too like it's not too late, too little, too late. But like, why haven't we been doing this for months? Why haven't we been doing this for the last three years when this competition has been running with the under twenty ones? Why haven't we been doing this for ages? No one likes this competition. Well, some people probably do. Most people hate this competition in the format that it's in. People don't care. Reduce it. Reduce the ticket prices down to pit, uh, to a pittance. Cut literally cover cover costs. Don't uh, try, don't try to earn anything out of these games. Like 
just try and get people through the door. The way to get people through the door, like for the for these events, free free tickets for under twelves, like they're doing. Dirt cheap for adults. That's the only way you're going to get people in the door for this this Mickey Mouse Cup, isn't it? I, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I, I think the, the staffing's still really high for those kind of games. So you've got you are covering your costs. You've got cost of the electric and the floodlights, all the staff. I wouldn't even think about it, and I don't think you should even be thinking about. Uh, uh, doing anything except for big league games because I think like all of us will always remember a busy game at Stevenage. My my one of my favourite games ever at Stevenage was the the Southend home tie League Two playoffs where we went and then lost away. Um, but like uh, some someone asked me the other day about it, I said like you know why don't we do it for, for that? Said, so season ticket holders, why don't they get you know if you're a season ticket holder, if you were given two free tickets, you could use. Uh, four times a season, where you could go in and bank them and get two of your mates along. There's more chance of those mates going there with you and going. That was a brilliant day out, especially as we're winning right now. So do it that way. You do. You used to get those in the. You used to get free tickets to use in the paper in the paper ones, didn't you? Where you you, know, you handed your season ticket over and they ripped the stuff yeah. off. You used to get tickets in that to, to bring bring a mate along for yeah. free. But that, that's what needs and, to and, 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 and I don't I don't dis- I don't disagree with you to a certain extent. Those are great for like increasing increasing ter- increasing people through the door and like and hopefully like people will be more likely to come back after they've had a free go at it. Yeah. Um that's that's one of the ways. But I think these I think, you know, my my idea was each of the each of the cups, like the FA Cup, knock a couple of quid off the ticket price. League, League Cup, knock a knock a couple of quid more. This one Sell it at ten pound a pop. I, I, right. I think also some of the cup games you have, you have to split that uh, uh, attendance money with the others, so it has to be it has to be agreed with both sides if that makes sense. So if you're going to splash yeah, it down to yeah. two quid a ticket, the other team are only getting a quid per ticket, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think that's the I think that's where the sticking point is. I don't think it's the club trying to make the money. I think literally it is having to Just, agree um, with everyone I want to else. Touch a little bit as well because, funnily enough, I was speaking about this the other day and I was I was looking for our average attendances. Um, over the years and, and kind of looking at how high they were, especially within our successful mm-hmm. period. And, I mean, I couldn't believe when I was there Saturday um, and they said 4,000 over the town were. And, I mean, and they must have had, what, about 1,000 maybe? Maybe a little So, So we had 3,000 home fans, you know, on Saturday, which is which is crazy. And I was looking at, looking at a few of the stats and in 2010, when you think about our most successful period, um, we had on average throughout that season 2,900. Uh, 2011, we had on average 3,500. And through the period of 2012 to 2014, we had an average of 3,000 through the gate. Um, from about 2014 to 2016, we were hitting 3,200 to 3,400 through the gate. And then it was only when Sheringham was a failure and we finished 18th with Sarley, um, the attendances began to drop. So there's a few few little stats there for you. Um, but even still, never... I mean, 4,000 is, is not often. Um, but it's it's just... We've done so much over the years with... Um, doing a lot off the pitch and trying different things, and then funnily enough, only you know the natural thing that we're winning, we're doing well, and we're getting more through the gap. With with, I'm not too sure. I think there's a lot more to it as well, though, Lou. And I, I do think, and I'm going to get some hate here, but I was only thinking about this the other day that 
I think if you look at the whole rebranding exercise, the fact that we're one of very few clubs in League Two with four sides and it looks like a stadium, I think we're more popular than we've ever been. You walk around town now and you see kids with steamy shirts on, which definitely didn't happen when I was younger because I don't think you could buy one then. But more and more <laughs> kids are following steamage. At, at school where I work, so many boys come up to me and girls and talk to me about the borough, about they, how they know them, about how they know the players. I think things like FIFA really help us. I think the kids can play and be Stevenage on there. And I do think, slowly but surely, the tide is turning on our attendance figures. I think if we did get to League One, I think our attendance gate would be higher than it was yeah, the last I, time. Yeah, I completely agree. Especially, you know, the, the Burger King sponsorships and being on FIFA and, and being in the Football League now for quite a while. Um, you know, exactly that. But we, you've got to remember also... And, and, you know, I saw your tweet the other day about, you know, getting more through the door. Was it was it Ipswich you compared it to? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, now, Ipswich last Tuesday, 24,000 or 26,000. You might, you know, you can, disagree, you can agree or disagree, but, you know, for me, Stevenage is a commuter town. It's not a city. It was built for, you know, essentially the working class of London after the World War, right? Um, mm-hmm. We haven't exactly had a lot to offer over the last 10 years on the um the club was only yeah. established in 1976 you know essentially um you know that's only really what two to three generations of following stevenage and there's a lot if we go back to historically whilst you know the stevenage was built after the war in london there was a lot of uh, a lot around here that support Arsenal, Tottenham, North London, uh, North London clubs, and traditionally it's normal for your family team to be passed through generations. Which you know, it's, it's such a hard thing considering the club has only been established since 1976. So yeah, there's a long way to go, and it is hard. Um, but like yourself um, and and me, I can only dream that a lot more. Um, you know, locals, their team is, you know, their first team is becoming Stevenage. And I think what we do off the pitch. But I still don't think a lot of football fans in Stevenage appreciate that they have got a league football team in their town. I still think they think Stevenage as a very bad football team. Part-time, not professional, whatever you want to call it, whatever wording you want to use, non-league. Um, they don't appreciate that they have actually got a league football team in this town, and that and that comes from performances on the pitch as much as as much as anything, doesn't it? There was a guy at work. Like, we can, we can... He was asking me about it. He said, "Oh, well, you're professional." I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, it's <laughs> mental. Mental, yeah. isn't it? Um, and it was, uh, somebody somebody made the point of Borough Borough chat earlier. Um, like Burnley got Burnley's got a population of seventy thousand, which is less than Stevenage. Uh, but get much, much, much higher crowds despite being close to like Blackburn, Preston, well, Manchester. That's great stuff. Uh, what, what are Burnley doing? Well, we know what they're doing. Being <laughs> doing a damn sight better than we are. Do you know what? Do you, do you, do you ever sit there and dream that about it and think to yourself, right? And, and this was this was my one the other day. I was thinking, like uh, the chair, the chairman's now. I think he's about seventy. Lives in Jersey has to spend 66 days or is allowed to spend 66 days off of the island. How long is he realistically going to keep it with his family or himself? And if he does sell it, can you imagine if someone does come in? And and then what could you have to do if we ended up going into 
the championship? Could could the Lamex Stadium be built on, or is it uh, uh, something that we'd need to move? I oh, just it's just amazing. Well, it? yeah, I mean, so we 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 need to move because there's not really much room for expansion, yeah. is there? Yeah, there's a there's a bit there's a bit, but there's not enough. Not not to have not to have a proper big ground, but but it, we wouldn't be able to have a big, proper big ground. Never, we'd never be able to fill it. I think there's way too, like you said, there's way too much local lethargy, and uh, not, not necessarily lethargy, but like uh, uh, just disinterest, dual like, affiliations uh, as much as anything. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, but I don't, oh, I don't know. Do you not think that going moving up, moving up into the championship, you would get that people would come? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, of course, of course, there would be a lot of people coming because the teams that are coming are bigger, yeah. right? Like the you you bring you you attract you you have you you have bigger teams coming here on a regular basis. The attendance will be bigger, just purely that that is, that's what happens. It's quite a natural progression, yeah. uh, and I think we would obviously have a lot more people decide. Oh, actually, I'm going to start going to Stevenage a bit more. You know, they're they're playing better football. They're playing a high higher quality of football than they were a couple of years ago. Um, I just don't think it. I don't think it would be a long. I don't. Know, I don't. I don't, th- I don't. I don't necessarily believe that it would be like a long term thing where people will keep coming if they're not. If they're not, their first team isn't Stevenage. But you know, we're we're not going to have people growing up as Stevenage fans unless like more. And we're not going to have more and more people growing up as Stevenage fans unless we start doing better and better. That's, and part of that, part of that, better and better is the marketing side of things and being like being present in the community, which as a club we do fantastically. To be completely honest, for a club of our size, you know, you look at the state of like Crawley at the moment. <laughs> um, they don't, they don't do so well. Yeah, I just think we're set up to be so good. And I, I, like I say, I, going back to my point about about the chairman, if that if that club goes, uh, I think it, it look from an outside investment. It just looks brilliant, doesn't it? The club, the training ground, the academy. Oh my god, it's it's there. Could be one last push for It's almost like let's pump in a bit of money. Let's see if we can get into League One. And it's like, okay, we're a League One club now. Um, This is a bit more, you know, a bit more of a selling attraction for me. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean the the work they the work whoever it is that's brought like Amazon Prime to the table like Prime Gaming, whoever's whoever's brought that in and and done that and like got us over the line with that deal done an absolute like stunning job frankly yeah. because the money that that's going to be bringing in to to increase our budget, you know, playing budget from what it was to what it clearly has to be to have the quality of player that we've got now, it's it's made all the difference. Yeah. Isn't it? Same with the uh, the North Stand gone. That's a that's a two year uh, sponsorship deal come through yeah. as well. I mean, um, yeah. I, I don't even know what it is. I'm guessing it's a clothing brand, but I don't even know if there's a shop local for it. But I'm guessing youngsters don't go shopping; they look online and buy stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's for, for, yeah, it's just like shoe shop, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, all money in it. All money. Trade a sneaker, a sneaker store. Yeah, definitely. A kick, a, a kick. Do you get your kicks yeah. from it? Yeah. That's what you do. But I don't even think kids kids call it kicks. I'd still like to have seen a plaque slap bang in the middle of that asylum sponsorship. Yeah, but it is what it is. Money's money. It helps us. Even if you even if you pumped the name of the sponsorship in with like a legend a legend of the club, yeah. right? But it's done. 
and and you can't, can't sniff it no. really. Not at all. Yeah. So uh, so Lewis, let's let's just go go in a little bit more about your um about the 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 trumps and how you sort of came up with it and the and the uh, the, the like. Not necessarily battle, but like the the work. Um, yeah, I mean, so the yeah, crazy. I, well, the, the idea come just in January. I don't know how the idea come together, but um, I finished up the Christmas jumpers, and it was kind of like, okay, what do we do next? Now, funnily enough, I've got three projects this season. This was meant to be the, probably the second or third release, um, but yeah, just um, ended up getting this one out there first. Um, yeah, spent months uh, looking at the stats. Um, I ended up putting a poll out because I was undecided whether to release or not because of Bozzy returning and then signing again. He's the only player in the in in the whole pack of the Trumps that the stats are going to change, basically. So it does say on the right side that the stats are until the end of last season. Um, right. And you know, if they do popular, then I'll do another load of 30 players. Right. And there's lots that and I might update Bozzy's stats <clears> in the next one. <throat> Yeah, yeah, a little do, bit like do, that. Do like um, a modern expansion pack. Need to maybe do a Keith Bell card. What, <laughs> uh, what, what was the lad? The lad who uh, came and played a couple of games, Teddy Sheringham. Oh, my God. He literally was awful. Had a name that I can't pronounce. He needs to have a card. Definitely, Lou. Yeah. I don't, I don't about do you know what? Funny enough, I know oh. I went for Yemi over Anthony Eldin. And there is a logic to, to the players that I've chosen. Okay, so... I was looking at them and I was thinking, okay, well, who played in our success, successful periods? Who was a bit, you know, a bit of a cult hero, a fan's favourite? Um, and I was just going through the list of players and having a look to see what on as well. And you know, Anthony Elding, you know, he scored a lot of goals, but he didn't win anything with us. And it was only a, a small selection of the players that I've picked that, you know, yeah. Example: George Boyd is one of them. He didn't win it, but can you can you not put George Boyd in top, in in the pack of top? Not. No, so you know, there was a lot. He's, he's too um, to leave out, isn't he? But yeah, so months of kind of designing, getting the stats together. Um, I will post something soon on the broader way of uh, some funny designs. I even reached out to Hollis at one point. Um, he went for a stage of like doing some drawings. And I was like, okay, do you want to do some like some bad, badly drawn players, and we'll use it um, on on some top trumps. And um, I do have one one sketch from him, and I will upload it um, for the bands. Um, so yeah, that that'll be out soon. But um, yeah, but eventually, yeah, found found an artist to, to help out with the with the drawings. I do have uh, a friend of mine who's a graphic designer, so he usually helps out with a few bits and touching up a few things. Um, and yeah, it's kind of finally um arrived this week um and should be should be on sale by next week it was it's actually been delayed because i've been in discussions with the club about doing a few things um so a, a borough pod exclusive is hopefully on the 12th of november i believe we're at home to hartlepool um the broadway will be hosting a pop-up in the broadle suite Think that will be sold that day. Proceeds will be added to mind in mid hearts as well. So, um, but the the, the the greatest thing, obviously, whoever purchases uh, Borough Trumps, um, the, the greatest thing about it is um, you know Christmas is coming up, and 
it's a great way for the the younger generation to appreciate um you know the legends that have passed through stevenage um and it's crazy how you'll just come you you just become familiar with the that's on the cards like you know 217 goals martin gittins i know that yemi Adabadi scored 17 goals in the period of us i know that danny dance was born in 1956 i think it is you just, what a player yeah, you what just become familiar oh my god there are certain cards in the pack that you would class as a power card like for, for martin gittins is just a ridiculous card in the pack um and then the balance of having, you know, Yemi in there, and it just gives it, it, it and, and even Charlie Griffin is in there, and he didn't particularly score loads of goals, maybe compared to, I think he scored less goals than maybe Mark Smith, for example, even though Charlie Griffin was a striker. But the the, the, the game itself works so well, and it's just so balanced, and, and you'll get to learn a lot um, from the game as well. Yeah. I'm not Love not that. really sure what else to to kind of mention about it, but that it'll be um, on sale for next week, and there are some <laughs> some more projects, um, you know, coming coming up soon in in the future. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. Um, I've just got to get uh, I've just got to get Drackers and uh, Mr. Patrick to give me their uh, predictions for the next couple of games. Um. So, uh, so first up, we've got uh, Gillingham. That's right, Gillingham. Uh, Patrick, go on. Give us, give us your prediction for Gillingham. Let's go, Gillingham nil, Stevenage two. Nice, JD. My dog is currently going Lupo. I'm going for two nil, Stevenage. I like the I like the tactic of just just copy what Pat does. Uh, I've also got a two 0 win for Stevenage. Yeah. Um, JD, what about Spuds? Do you know what? I absolutely love the fact that my team are going to turn over Spurs. I love it. We're going to win three <laughs> 0 and we're going to really annoy them. And I've got loads of Spurs mates coming to watch the game. Superb, Patrick. Three two Stevenage. Three two Stevenage. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go with two one. Uh, I'd I'd love it to be a, I'd love it to be an absolute spanking, but I think we might we might just take take our foot off the gas. We're going to have we're going to have a few changes here and there, and uh, I think I think I think it'll be a two one, but it's going to ramp up for the big one, big one Saturday. I think we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we will we'll go into that crunch game with Northampton on the twenty second, I believe, Saturday the twenty second. Uh, rolling on, on a, I don't even know how many games that all have been in a row that we've won. The last everything since Bradford, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. That's quite a run. While. That is quite a run, isn't it? Jesus, I hadn't really thought about it. What a run that is! Right, fellas, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Same here. Thanks for inviting me on. It's been great. Yeah, good to meet you, Lou. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, Lou. <laughs> I was going to say silence, silence, silence from Drakers. <laughs> since it's it's probably better than the uh, the intro Love he gave you. Let's be honest. And thank and thank you everyone for listening. Uh, 
How do I normally sign this off? Uh, look, go and go and find us on Twitter. I assume you've got all oh, my daughters good calling me. I better wrap it up now. Go and find us on Twitter uh, at Barrapods. Uh, send us a message. Send us some nonsense. I engage, and I might call you a bastard as I do it. Cheers, everyone. Bye. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.